Hello, my name is Douglas Block. I'm an author and mental health educator. Welcome to your Depression Recovery Podcast, where each week we talk about practical tools and coping strategies for healing from depression and anxiety. This week's podcast was adapted from one of my YouTube videos. I hope you enjoy it. The title of today's video is, Can Magic Mushrooms Heal Us? But before we do that, we have to tell our regular joke, and this was given to me by uh, one of my wonderful videographers. Did you hear about the mathematician uh, who was afraid of negative numbers? He'll stop at nothing to avoid them. <laughs> I love mathematic jokes. All right, well, as I said, the, uh, the topic of today's uh, video is can magic mushrooms heal us? And uh, I want to discuss this topic because it's been in the news quite a bit, uh, and that is the use or the research of psilocybin mushrooms for the potential treatment of anxiety and depression. The title of my video uh, was actually taken from a very popular article that was just written in the New York Times about this research. And I didn't know this, but right now there's over 40 institutions in the United States, including Harvard, Yale, Johns Hopkins University, and, if, and about 20 in Europe, uh, very prestigious uh, uh, colleges in the UK. They're all doing this research. And so uh, this is a global movement. And just to show you that, uh, Michael Pollan, who's a very popular uh, nutritionist who's written books on uh, food in the US and around the world, uh, just did a book last year called How to Change Your Mind. Again, it was all about this phenomenon of using uh, mind-altering substances, psychedelics, for uh, possible use in treating mental health disorders. Now, um, the thing is, is that we've known for a while, we've talked about it on this channel, where I said it takes more than a pill to heal from depression. That's because uh, various studies show that antidepressants, the mainstay of therapy, uh, only work for about maybe 50 to 60% of the population. And for those people who doesn't work for it, like me, they're called, it's called treatment-resistant depression. And according to the assistant professor at the University of California, Davis, he says that when traditional treatments don't work for people and they're suffering from depression and anxiety, uh, the next step for them is to seek out alternative treatments. Now, the use of psychedelics uh, for mental health disorders is actually not a new phenomenon. Unfortunately, I was born in 1949. Gee, I just turned 72. Wow, time goes fast. Why is youth wasted on the young? All right, so anyway, uh, in the 50s and 60s, when LSD was actually legal, as, as well as uh, psilocybin, there were over a thousand peer-reviewed studies in major journals in the United States talking about institutions that were researching this idea that maybe these substances could facilitate uh, psychotherapy. However, in the late 60s, these uh, substances were all criminalized, LSD, uh, psilocybin, mescaline, et cetera. And so, the research essentially stopped. But in the late 90s, early 2000s, it resurfaced, interest resurfaced in this, and as a result, there's this whole new generation of these studies coming out of many, many different places. The FDA, Federal, uh, what, FDA Federal Drug Administration, yeah, has, uh, having clinical trials right now, uh, or uh, there's the first, second, and third, you know, stage of them, and a lot of these uh, medications are now being, uh, research in the third stage, which means if they're approved, then they can be used uh, in real clinical practice. Researchers have found that for some people, taking psilocybin can lead to some profound experiences and insights that lead to long-lasting changes. I remember a, a decade ago, in 2011, when this research was getting started, I happened to see a New York Times article about a, a psychologist who happened to live across the river in Vancouver, 
who was depressed, and they gave him psilocybin to see if this would work where antidepressants didn't. He reported that he had a powerful transforming experience. Turned out that a year later when they checked back with him, he was still feeling the effects of that. He was still feeling well. And during this time, he had reunited with two of his estranged daughters. And whether that helped, I don't know, but he was really, in, in some ways, a different person. Right now, the major center of psilocybin research in the U.S. is at Johns Hopkins University. Where researchers are focusing on using psilocybin to help people who are terminally ill from cancer to overcome their fear of death. And one of the uh, clients who is interviewed uh, in the film Fantastic Fungi said, you know, as a result of taking uh, psilocybin, I, I feel much more accepting and peaceful about my upcoming death. I don't know why, but it doesn't create the fear that it used to. Other people who took the psilocybin reported almost having a religious or spiritual experience. Somehow the, 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 uh, the substance activated that part of their brain. And if you look at indigenous cultures for thousands of years, they have used uh, mushrooms, peyote, as part of their sacred rituals. So there's something about these substances that are really, really uh, seem to be uh, universally uh, touch something deep in us. The great French uh, writer, Victor Hugo, once said that more powerful than any army is an idea whose time has come. And to show you that psilocybin research is an idea whose time has come, uh, last November, uh, the state of Oregon in a referendum uh, voted on something called Measure 109 that said that Oregon was going to create a, a specific board that was for the next two years going to create a program that would have state uh, licensed psilocybin assisted therapy. They would train people and decide how this was going to go and the, and the measure passed by a good margin. Uh, now the, the governor of Oregon, Kate Brown, was originally skeptical of this idea, but the more she thought about it, the more it felt like the right thing to do. And here's what she said. If we can help people suffering from PTSD, depression, trauma, and addiction, including veterans, cancer patients, and others, supervised psilocybin therapy is a treatment worthy of further consideration. So as a result of a spallet measure, it's going to take about two years, but hopefully uh, after two years, this psilocybin-assisted therapy will be available to people right here in Oregon. We have always been a pioneer and I suppose other states will follow us. Now, the passage of Measure 109 in Oregon, other things like it, is actually following a trend of using uh, consciousness-altering substance for the treatment of depression. There's an animal tranquilizer called ketamine, which is a hallucinogenic, which has actually been prescribed for a number of years off-label for the treatment of depression. Now, at the world-famous Menninger Clinic, uh, psychiatric clinic, it's now being used on a regular basis. Also, now I didn't know this until I did this research, but there's something called MDMA, also known as uh, ecstasy. And that's in the third and most, uh, the final stage of clinical trials. They're using it to help uh, people with PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. So this is all very new, uh, using these substances, psilocybin therapy for the treatment of anxiety, depression, mood disorders. And um, this new frontier of exploring non-traditional ways to treat these mental health disorders uh, shows a great deal of promise, and let's hope that it actually pans out and helps more and more people. This has been Douglas Block. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and learned something from it. If you'd like to ask me any questions about what you have heard, feel free to email me at douglasblock at gmail.com. That's my first and last name, all lowercase, at gmail.com, without any dots or underscores. 
If you would like to learn more about my work with depression, you can visit my website, www.healingfromdepression.com, or go to my YouTube channel. Just open up YouTube and type in the words Douglas Block Depression, and my depression recovery channel should come right up. Finally, I would like to remind you that depression and anxiety are treatable conditions. It may take time to find the right therapy or combination of therapies, but if you persevere, you can achieve the healing that you seek. And until our next podcast, I wish you the best in your mental health recovery. Thank you for listening.